0: back to the no clue podcast episode 183 we are back finals have concluded we have crowned a new champion i'm one of your hosts i'm mike
1: i'm tyler welcome um not really a new champion i guess been here
0: before for sure
1: um the big three are now four-time champs the big four including iguodala i would say um was Looney Looney wasn't there for the first one was he i don't think so yeah i don't think so either. uh yeah because they had zaza and festus azalea i mean
0: knowing Looney had like bo-hit. the the weird pat he could have been their g-league guy already at that point
1: yeah he might have been i'll look that up later but yeah. uh, yes the warriors are now the champions steph got his finals mvp um well deserved and the celebration was cool too i wish they got to celebrate in chase but you know it is what it is uh i thought it was great seeing those guys they look really happy they they like you said well deserved they worked hard this season yeah man big time
0: it was a tough year for them i mean a lot of the adversity that all the teams face they they went through their fair share of that
1: oh yeah yeah they do they, I mean, in franchise wise, the last decade, their share of adversity has just been crazy, you know. Yeah. A full year without Steph, two full years without Clay, you know, Draymond in and out, Iguodala gone, come back, you know, a lot of stuff. Um, you have any like major comments about the the Warriors? Anything else about the Warriors other than they're great?
0: Um, yeah, man. I mean, now at this point, the, the formula for them is there to keep going. It is like man, that's the really scary there. thing. It's it's not like, you know, even even Miami, when they were year three or four of LeBron and D Wade, yeah. you could tell that didn't have a lot of time left mm-hmm. when the Boston big three teamed up <clears throat> after a number of years, you could tell, you know, it's coming to an end. yeah Yeah. with a lot of team ups basically i mean Mm -hmm. these guys are fourth title in what eight years yeah and they're not going anywhere
1: (laughs) yeah and and you know some of those teams you're talking about there's always there's always something right whether it's financial yeah whether it's personalities i think boston's was mainly personalities that just could not match for that long yeah um I think Miami's, part of Miami's was financial because if they wanted to improve at all, they couldn't afford it. Yeah. Um, you know, I I mean, the Nets couldn't even get it, get there with the big three that they had last season. Uh, so it, it is always something, and this it doesn't look like there's any reason to stop. No. And the thing is, their team, how their team is built, there's no addition that could hurt them. That's was that's something that's really scary about the Warriors to me. It like nobody that they bring in, if there's a free agent, there's no one that they bring in that they that could possibly disrupt what's going oh, yeah. on for them.
0: To me. Oh, yeah, it's it goes beyond. I mean, they're so they're so well set. It's beyond how they're built. It's how they play. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, you know, Wiggins being the obvious example, but you you see the impact. Yeah, everybody. Otto Porter did not have anywhere near this kind of impact anywhere else he played.
1: No, he didn't. He's not and even he, like, like he's not good. And he was still, you know, for the most part. Interchangeable, yeah. I, I would think as far as like a roster standpoint, but what he did, I mean, he got it done. And you know, we mentioned last podcast uh Wiggins and Porter would have to hit some open threes, and they did. Um not
0: that much though. It wasn't like they didn't get hot.
1: But they hit zero. They were hitting zero. If they hit any, it, it mattered in this game. You know, it was it yeah. was a big deal. Yeah.
0: Wiggins hit like once so, since we talked about it.
1: Right. I mean, and I but, think Porter well, hit Porter hit two in the game, I think. Yeah. One or two. Yeah, and then Peyton was taking open shots. I mean, those guys keeping the defense honest because I mean they just stopped going out there for Porter, so that he had to him hitting one was a big deal. Wiggins yeah. they started kind of um, clogging the paint for Wiggins. Hopefully, he wasn't going to drive, not let him, trying not to let him get those turnarounds, and he was knocking down jump shots. Um, uh, well, let's talk. We could talk a little bit about the game. So, Boston started the game off very well. They looked good, looked energized. Um, what was it, 14 to 2? Yeah. And then the Warriors went on the largest run in finals history, 21
0: to 0. Uh, <laughs> it was you know what, My first thought before we even really get into it, but. My first thought when when that run was going on was, how the hell did the Timberwolves allow this twice in one game? <laughs> <laughs> that, to me, was my first thought. I know it's kind of random. Because it's so noticeable? Yeah, I'm like, dude, and you yeah. could tell Boston, when they eventually settled in, like nowhere near that kind of run was going to happen again. Right. I mean, that's, you know, to allow 21, 24 straight, whatever it was. Yeah. That's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I that was one of my uh, fears for Boston going into the series. I, I mentioned it, I want to say, probably in the Miami series, that they go on stretches of not scoring, long stretches. You can't do that against the Warriors. Right. Not for seven games. I mean, you could beat the Warriors one night like that, but, you know,
0: 21-0 is just tough. And you know what was tough about this? In the other series, Boston going through that, it felt like they learned from it. They figured it out to some extent.
1: Towards the end, it did feel like that, yeah.
0: Especially especially late in the Miami series. Yeah. This entire finals, I feel like they never adjusted to their struggles. Yeah, I agree. Like They made defensive changes, but offensively, Besides, like throwing in a couple plays, they didn't really play any differently,
1: right? Yeah,
0: see, it really and, showed in this one.
1: It did, and we're gonna get we're gonna get more into Boston in a little while. But um, real quick, back to back to Golden State. Let's finish the game, then we'll talk all about mm-hmm. Boston. Um, Steph. Seth was fantastic in this game. Steph and uh Wiggins. Clay did not have a game six clay game at all. No. Um Pool had, I want to say it was the second quarter, was Pool's quarter, basically. I think he had like 12 in the quarter. Yeah. Something like that. Um they just looked they looked so complete in this game to me. That I let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Moving forward. Do you think that the Warriors what seed do you think the Warriors would be if they started the season off with Clay? Like next year, what seed do you think they would be?
0: I think they'd be two. Two seed. Yeah. Cause you know, they're still going to have injury problems and, yeah. and they, they play inconsistently because they showed they're the only team that has a switch. Yeah. Like they're the only team that can play poorly and you know, they're going to, they're going to turn it around. Right. You right. don't know that with pretty much every other team.
1: Yeah. And I I think one thing that Kerr does differently than most coaches is he uses the regular season really as, like, tryouts for the finals because yeah. he, he'll he play a lot of guys all throughout the season, and he's playing them to really see if they're worthy of playing in the finals. That's why we didn't see Kaminga, you know, or, or Moody much in this. It's just not that they aren't – you know, good NBA players because they obviously are, but are they playoff ready? Mm, nah. You know? And I think most teams would have deemed Porter, auto Porter, not playoff ready if he had went to basically any other team. For sure. He wouldn't have got any minutes. Yet he's starting on the championship, you know, or his championship team. Um when did you know the game was over?
0: The run? No, no, because Boston responds eventually. They, and it never really felt this entire series when Boston would be down after game one, Mm -hmm. no, like five to 12 point lead felt safe for Golden State. Yeah. Um, And this was kind of the same thing for most of the half until the last like two minutes. Mm hmm. The last two minutes coming into halftime, it was Warriors only getting good shots, Boston only getting bad shots. Yeah. And to me at that point, I'm like, unless somebody heats up for Boston, it's over. Yeah. And somebody did heat up, but it wasn't enough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Might not have been the right person.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, we know that.
1: Right. Uh for me, I wouldn't say I knew it was over, but I knew if war remember I texted you, I think maybe first end of the first quarter, I said the Warriors win this game by 15. And that was only that wasn't just because of the run, but I knew that in this game the Warriors weren't gonna start turning the ball over. If there was gonna be a run, Boston was really gonna have to earn it in this game. I don't think the Warriors were going to lose this game by turnovers, just by how focused they looked to me. Even though they weren't shooting good in the beginning, as soon as the run started, they just, like you said, they just flipped a switch. And I could see that the focus was completely there. Boston's. From Boston's, everyone. Yeah. And Boston's focus, they looked more desperate. And they, I mean, you they know, were. backs against the wall in the finals, you should be a little bit desperate, but you don't have to play desperate. And um I, I think the Warriors in uh for lack of better words took their heart at that point. Um once the run, you know, probably I mean, it was like a 10 10-0 run. Once they got back yeah. and made it even or 15-14, whatever it was, that's when I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna get this is gonna get ugly.
0: And you know what I really Realized going into half i'm like this is the third straight game where Mm -hmm. the warriors are either either turning it over occasionally or occasionally taking bad shots never both right never both and that to me was again as the series progressed was such a big difference
1: Mm -hmm. because a lot of times when they're turning it over they're trying too hard to get good shots Yes. And then if they don't turn the ball over, it's because they're just coming down and taking, you know, whatever shots, like Boston yeah. likes to do. But Boston is one as a team that does do both a lot. Um, okay. So fourth quarter comes. Game is starting to look out of reach. Uh and like you mentioned, Al Horford looked fantastic in the second half. The whole second half, Al Horford was good. Yeah, but um, I believe it was the was it the fourth that he really really stepped up
0: early in the fourth. Like, yeah, really early, like right out the third quarter break.
1: Yeah, he looks he looks great, and he looked like he was really feeling it. He kept looking at the score every time they showed him. He was looking up at the score, like, "Yo, we're chipping it, chipping away. We're coming back. We're about to take over." But no one else was really on that. <laughs> no one else was really on that crusade with him.
0: No. And, and again, like Boston is so good. They, they managed to fight back, but the, the belief to win to me just wasn't there. Yeah. Like that's the first three games, first four games, no matter the score, the situation, Boston played like they're right there. Yep. Like you said, this game, it's like desperate. We're trying to, like, struggle, work our way back into the series. Yeah. I, and that – it was tough, man.
1: Yeah, you, you could kind of see the one game at a time uh, thinking got thrown out early in this game, probably halfway into this game. Uh, tell me about Draymond's performance. What do you think? Spectacular? Good?
0: It, it was good. It was good. Self-awareness. Yeah. He he showed leadership as the series went on. He showed maturity mm-hmm. as the series mm-hmm. went on. Yeah. And I love that he took like I made the point last time, like, he's not good. When he gets when he gets four points, two rebounds, and like two assists. That's not, that's not a, Oh my God, Draymond was awful. I agree. Like you really have to watch. Maybe he could have been, but you really have Mm -hmm. to watch to see what decisions he's making, how other people are playing, how they're defending. Yeah. And I love that. He took all the podcast criticism on the nose.
1: Me too.
0: Didn't run from Mm -hmm. it. He wasn't making excuses for the fact that he was playing poorly. Mm -hmm. Nothing. He took accountability he kept his confidence, and you yep. saw it as, again, the series goes on, the technicals decrease, the talking with the refs decreases, the the decision-making yep. was just spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a, a quick point about Draymond, you you asked me, like, a good point for when I thought the game was over. Late yeah. into that 21-0 run, there was a sequence, or it might have been slightly after. Mm-hmm. There's a a sequence where Boston comes down. They're a mess. The whole 24 seconds, they're a mess. It's just almost turnover, almost turnover. Eventually, I think Smart throws up an awful shot. Yeah. Warriors come down and are starting to go through the same thing. Messy. Guys are making like rough passes that are barely getting there. We don't know what we're doing. And Draymond is the one guy on the court. Who stops everything, settles it down, and makes them run a competent play. Mm hmm. Yeah. That was the difference right there. Yeah, it was. Again, you're it committing was. to taking your emotional leader, a guy who's turnover prone, is yep. committed to settling everybody down to play the right way. Yep. I thought he was great.
1: Yeah, I thought he was too. I mean, and. I like that no matter what happened throughout the rest of the series, this was a new game for him. He was taking open shots. That mid-range jump shot he hit, once he hit that, I'm like, it's definitely over now. Like, they're done. Celtics oh, yeah. are done.
0: I thought when he bricked the one corner three and then made the other side corner three, like, two or three plays later, yeah, it's like, oh, Boston's in trouble now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have to check Draymond out there. It's a wrap man it's a wrap um but yeah man i mean he he was he knows how to play basketball and you can tell he plays so much basketball is so humble his game is humble in in a way where i where i never think that draymond is doing something that he has no intentions of being negative for the team Anything he does on offense, he's doing it because he really thinks it's going to help the team. Yep. And I don't think – I know that sounds like, oh, every basketball player should think that they're doing something for the team.
0: But should.
1: It's, it's not true.
0: Yeah, it should is a lot different than seeing people who actually do that.
1: Right. And, and that's one thing that separates Draymond as a leader and as a, um, you know, not point guard, but a floor general for this team.
0: So. But his and his leadership, like intangibles, mm-hmm. you could kind of see in the difference from how people perceive him, because I, I would say the majority of people think he's on like a borderline Hall of Fame track, maybe not quite, but he's yes. a Hall of Fame, like capable player. Right, right. And then on the flip side, most people think if he was on any of the other 29 teams, he wouldn't even be in the league. Mm-hmm. So you see that difference shows when he's on a great culture team. He's like yeah. he's elite. Yeah. Versus you know a lot of the other teams where you don't even see you'll you'll see his limitations a lot more often than anything exactly. else.
1: Exactly, and, and that's and that's the thing where we've mentioned before. If you you know if you switch out Draymond for another really good power forward in this league even if it's one who's versatile like a uh Marcus Morris yeah you may get more talent but you're going to miss everything else that Draymond does
0: yeah
1: right and and we think oftentimes that talent equals hall of fame hall of fame caliber like all everyone in the hall of fame is the most talented players to ever play and it's not necessarily the case if you impact your team's winning if you impact championships Yes. And on both ends of the floor that way Draymond is is that for sure.
0: He's really and it's not an ideal like side by side comparison, but he is mm-hmm. the modern day Dennis Rodman. He is, yeah. It and it's yeah. ob- a lot of that is cuz the game is different. You can't just have like a physical a physically dominant player, you you need more than that. Yeah. And you see it with Draymond like he he has all the tools in his game. A lot of them are limited, but he's an all-around player.
1: Yeah, and and no one can be now quite as limited as Robin was at that position. Yeah, you know, because I mean, he I would could say get any rebounds, position. He,
0: you can't be that limited,
1: right? I I would say maybe a center because he could he led the league in rebounds. But if you do and you can't do literally anything else, you can play right now. Not on the and playoffs. that's no disrespect to, right? And that's no disrespect to Robin. Robin is a great in his own right but and uh draymond obviously isn't the rebounder but literally everything else that ramen brought to that team you're absolutely right the defense the grit the hustle the um uh
0: he's not as creepy with the uh with the antics (laughs) not as creepy but he is more annoying (laughs) he's more annoying about it (laughs)
1: Yeah, the antics and the the presence, the presence to the oh, yeah. media, to the um, league, to the, uh, you know, uh, for the respect of the team, you think, oh, well, I'm not going to mess with Draymond or I'm not going to mess with Rodman. That's that's the kind of thought process you're thinking going into this game. They're part of the scouting report either way. So no yeah. one says, oh, we're just going to overlook what Draymond does for them, just, just someone guard them. They have to think, oh, what's what pass is he going to make? Keep him, you know, box him out. Who's he going to guard? All that stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to shout out Gary Payton because he was huge in the series. And I think him getting hurt in uh, the Memphis series was kind of underrated for how important he would be in the finals. Um, And I – maybe the Warriors didn't even know how important he would be. They might not have, but he showed his importance of being a guard that willing to guard everybody willing to use his fouls. He's probably the most athletic player on the team, you know, outside of Wiggins physically, but as far as speed, you know, strength getting off the floor, I would say Peyton is right there with Wiggins Um And he he found his way into a lot of plays for them throughout the series. He was hitting threes. He was getting fouls, getting fouled, uh, which is huge. Yeah. For Boston, a team who only plays six guys getting any getting a foul for any of them is big because, you you know, just any second that they're not on the floor (laughs) helps.
0: And it goes back to just how great Golden State is, because game five. Was the game he really had a lot. I think he had like 15 points or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Big game. And again, you see how limited of an offensive player he is. Like, he's not an elite ball handler. He's He does play like a Bruce Brown center kind of role mm-hmm. offensively. But yeah. there's never a hesitation to pass him the ball when he's open.
1: Nope. Never. Because he, he's going to make a good play.
0: He is. That commitment is what sets again why Gary Payton was battling to survive in the league at one point and is now a, a quality role player.
1: Do you imagine that your, your father is a Hall of Famer, league leader in steals, defensive player of the year, been to the finals, you know, a legend in the league, top 75, and you can't get a tryout? a good, like a legit tryout where Bro, the team he actually did wants get him? tryouts.
0: The problem is, the problem is, imagine, imagine, again, let's talk about my Wizards for a second, because he played there before anybody knew who the fuck he was. was and I did saw you guys him. draft him? I'm not, I don't remember if we drafted him, but he played for us pretty early on. Yeah. Dude, like, imagine I'm giving you a tryout, but you have no clue why you're going to make, like, what you're going to do on the team if you make it right and it's it's in part of good coaching and good team organizations is seeing what a player could do and putting him in positions to do that exactly he, it, the Warriors put him out as a defender the Wizards used to put him out as like a combo guard and he's just is he can't not even that. he's not a good ball handler what is he doing playing a combo guard the Rockets did the same
1: thing that you guys try to do and 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 when I say not a tryout, and that is partially what I mean because a lot of what goes underrated for rookies, people think, oh, he's a rookie, he's really good, you know he's top flight, national player of the year, best player in college, whatever. If you don't go to a team that actually wants you, none of that matters. it doesn't matter. If the team doesn't actually – because a lot of these guys get tryouts on teams that just – it's like an elite camp almost. Like, yeah, we got 10 guys coming in. And we're just going to look at oh, them yeah. and just see see what we can, you know, see what we got. And he got a lot of those, but no team said, you know what, let's get them. Let's see what, what we can do with them, how we could use them. And that's, you know, that's Golden State. And that's why Golden State has – I forgot, what, seven players from the G League? Seven like
2: half the, half the roster.
1: Yeah.
0: Half the, like, that is, that's a wake up call to the league. Half the roster on our current champion team is from the G League.
1: It's a wake up call that you guys are wasting a lot of people's careers in the G League that are capable NBA players. It's
3: really, uh,
0: shout out to Adam Sandler. It's exposing how trash a lot of the scouting, uh, you know, <laughs> situations are
1: absolutely absolutely and that i mean we've went we've went down that rabbit hole before that starts 100%. really really young yeah. very young you know and like we mentioned i to like four podcasts ago look at the best players in the league they're from mid-majors you know To uh, the four of the top five best point guards in the league are from mid-majors yep so it's like you know think about that as far as nba um, the combine and the scouting goes your best player may not come from kentucky or unc or duke anymore syracuse
0: now you gotta no. worry about the rest of the world you might find a guy who's could be the best player in the league
1: exactly yeah yeah okay uh i'm i'm good on the warriors you good congrats yeah
0: man I'm happy for Steph. Well-deserved. Uh, he was great. And he's, I mean, him and Draymond are like the greatest combo leadership duo I've ever seen. Yeah. And like Clay just be along for the game. ride, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which
1: is cool. It's, which it. is cool. Clay, Clay is the true definition of a bus rider. And he enjoys it. He's in the yeah. front seat of it though. He's making you know? the
0: bus ride fun though. He's not just he sitting is. there like with his with his headphones listening <laughs> to music.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. He's definitely he's definitely yeah. uh keeping it fun for sure. Um okay. Uh do we need to get into any stuff conversations or we'll leave that for later? Nah, we'll
0: we'll leave that because <laughs> it's hard it's been to compare enough. him. It's hard to compare him to a lot of people and I don't know, man. He's like his own. He's almost like his own category of great players. He is. I, I, I think.
1: I'm not comparing these two players at all, but I think Iverson had a very similar uh, situation as That's, far as his greatness. And yeah. I'm not saying Iverson and Steph are anything alike. I'm just saying when Iverson was murdering half the league. It was hard to say where he was in greatness because, one, his team was terrible. He had no other good players on his team, Yeah, he could carry them. But you always wonder, well, if he had a better team, what could happen? And he was a 6'2 shooting guard, scoring on anybody. But you, no one has him in their top 10. Nobody. No.
0: It, but it's, it's really just the impact on the game is similar. It's different, exactly. but like how impactful they are is similar
1: right he changed so much of basketball and in the culture of basketball
0: absolutely
1: i mean the game changed. the way guys handle the ball completely changed after iverson oh yeah the way guys looked at nba players completely changed you know nba players being on like every magazine cover you know dressing however they wanted you know tattoos all over all that stuff started with iverson and it was just a weird culture shift. And I think since Iverson, Steph is the only person who's had that whole culture shift that they're equally difficult to rank in a top whatever.
0: Yeah. Iverson did it with handles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Iverson did it with handles and kind of style. Steph does yeah. it with shooting and uh, leadership, I'd say.
1: Yeah. And how, and how teams play yeah. and prepare. Cause it, um, team, there's no way to duplicate what Iverson did for your team, so no one ever played like that again. But obviously, teams have to play like Steph, and you see other players in the league that are Steph-like, that are equally as successful in certain ways as yeah. Steph was coming into the league.
0: But they're they're missing uh, a key ingredient, and it's yeah. like the the unselfishness to such an extreme extent. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what sets Steph apart from everyone else to me.
1: And also no team knows how to build around Steph. And the the, the key, the Warriors just didn't. They just, they just drafted and said, look, we're just gonna figure out how to use these guys. Yep. I think a lot of other teams are trying to build around this this guard like Steph and that. Hey.
0: I it's mean, we've talked about the star power in the league and how it's just gotten out of hand, and I think a lot of that has to do with the star power.
1: Yeah, it does. Absolutely does. Okay, Celtics. The Celtics, the losers. Um, all right, where do you want to start with them? Hartford had a good game. No one else really had a great game to me.
0: You know that that I mentioned the play with the uh, Boston being a complete mess, and then Draymond on the flip side settling down. Yeah, that play right there settled our debate on. Uh, and and I have to admit, you're right that Boston needs a point guard.
1: <laughs> well, you know it was it, funny
0: that one sequence in a nutshell decided that.
1: You know it was funny. I actually might be on the other side now let's get into it let's get into it but why do you feel
0: that way um again i I talk about this all the time the commitment to taking good shots Mm -hmm. all the all the good teams have a formula for it plays mismatches but you have to like you have to have the presence of mind to go back to it
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And, and boston just as as the series as they kept as the series was escaping their grasp, yeah, they never they never had that mentality. No, they didn't. Every never. these last three games, every game they come out with the same, like Jalen wants to take over, Tatum wants to take over, Marcus wants to take over, hell, Derek White is trying to take over. They never came out. They last yeah. half of the series since our last episode. Not one time did they come out and say, you know what? We're going to move the ball the entire game. Right. We're going to run the sets that are, that are getting us good shots the entire game. Right. No, every, every time we get lazy, we're going to settle for mismatches and nothing else. Mm-hmm. You need you need a point guard to acknowledge that, that we're, this is not working. Right. Well, what's your point? Why are you flipping back?
1: Well, let me, let me add to your point first. They also, uh, their shot distribution has, is never consistent. Derek White may get eight shots one game. He may only get two the next game. Jalen Brown may get 30 one game. He may only get 19 the next game. Same thing. And it's not about being hot. It's just we don't even get that many looks every night which is something
0: that I just think I think a lot of that's the the big issue for me with that is I think the defenses are dictating that a lot of the time do you think so with Miami and Golden State especially maybe there's some recency bias you know I don't remember book Brooklyn's like sequences as well but Mm -hmm. just again the defenses are like just matching up with them
1: see but But look at other teams that don't necessarily have, uh, I mean, other teams that have that same issue. I mean, they don't have that issue. I'm saying like Milwaukee doesn't have that issue. And I don't think Drew Holiday is much more of a point guard than Marcus Smart is, but everyone gets the same amount of looks every single night, whether it's Connaughton Allen Middleton. It's
0: not a mystery why that is. (laughs)
1: I know but I, all I'm saying is the teams f- find ways to do that 100%. whether it's whether it's holiday whether it's you know anyone on the team but they find a way to do that and Boston just doesn't do that which brings me to my point I think I think they could make it work with smart if Udoka truly truly just said look this is what we're going to do I don't care if we win or lose on it at first we have to try this and spread the ball, run these sets. Marcus, you're going to be our point guard, and you just—if he really buckled down and did that—I think it's possible. But at this point, in Smart's career, probably isn't going to happen. And at this point, if Udoka hasn't tried it already, I mean, last year was—I mean, this season was the time to try it, uh, you know. Uh, but. If he thinks it's not necessary to make it to the finals, then I just don't think he's gonna do it, which kind of scares me. You know what's but weird. I think he, I think it's capable for the coach to instill that with without necessarily having a new point guard.
0: You know, the reason I didn't commit to them having a point guard for so long is because mm-hmm. I mean their run this season proves my point. Yeah, you know, yeah. like even with their flaws similar to how Milwaukee was last year. They're capable. Yeah. They're capable. If they, if they keep this roster, like you said, they can come back next year and still have smart as like the point guard fill-in placeholder when Brown and Tatum are playing the right way. They could kind of fool teams into thinking they don't need one. Yeah. And their defense is elite enough to overcome that against the teams with other flaws. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of their progression through the playoffs was their defense. Yeah. So they have like every other tool to overcome it. Right. And I still feel that way. I still, while I think they need a point guard to beat Golden State. Yeah. They could they could go through the East again next year
1: with this same roster. I I think they could. But I think when they do play point guards, I think they'll have a harder time um next year because think about it they didn't play point guard the whole playoffs until the finals not really i mean who
0: no. Gabe and vincent was starting i mean for let's talk the about the e- we got to talk about the east at that point because there's not a lot of point guards in the east
1: no it's not and the ones who are i mean
0: are never They're there not. are not <laughs> oh okay. right i mean drew no, to like, me is not a point guard no Kyrie the guy who's barely there is not really a point guard yeah I mean and
1: Ben Ben Simmons isn't there either and Ben um,
0: Simmons Ben Simmons for the to give him some credit is point guard capable he is he plays like a real point guard at least he does I mean you got Lowry won't even get in shape
1: Lowry missed half I mean right I mean some of it was injury but you know yeah
0: he was he was awful for most of the conference finals, right? So yeah. you're not you're not getting if if you had a if you had to worry about playing Luca in the first or second round, right? Oh, oh that's oh my, and Luca's terrorized them, by the way, throughout the, their regular series uh, regular season games. Yeah, but I just if you're playing Chris Paul, okay, you're not you're not you don't have that threat,
1: right? Or Jaw. All they have is Trey and they're so physically imposing.
2: Miami already showed that blueprint. On,
1: on Trey, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, I think I think with Brown and Tatum, they can score enough points to outscore everybody, but the but it would be so much harder than having a point guard. That, that's probably my final my final point on that, my final diagnosis for them. If yeah. they had a point guard, it would be a lot easier for them to make it. And even, even if the point guard didn't play all the time, he doesn't have to start. He doesn't have to have the ball all the time. But if they just had someone who was an actual floor general, it, it would be smooth sailing through the East. But I think with this team, they're still going to have to go to game sevens through the East. Milwaukee probably beats them with Middleton uh, next year. A full healthy yeah. Milwaukee probably beats them. I agree with that. Um, a full healthy Miami, uh, it may go seven. It may go five. Who knows? Miami is one of those teams. You never know. Uh,
0: well, Boston is know. is Boston is the same way. That's what I hate about them. Yeah, because we mm-hmm. we just saw them go to the finals, two games away from winning it, and next yeah. year, KD and Kyrie could send them home by themselves. Yeah, I wouldn't be, and I'd be sick because they just shut them down,
1: and and that's something that point guards definitely prevent for the presence of
0: mind, self awareness. Yeah. I get it from Draymond Green, who learned to be a point guard in the last like five years. Yeah, I don't get that from Smart. No, Outs- no. outside of like rare occasions. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm not completely flipped.
1: But, um, I do think Udoka could do better to make it work. But I do think if they can add something without subtracting, they yeah. definitely should get a
0: point guard, yeah. Yeah, I would say even another like old,
1: it doesn't even matter, like to me, it doesn't even matter if he's like a new guy,
0: yeah. Um, uh, a George Hill would have worked to be honest,
1: yes, yes. No, that's I mean, somebody like that.
0: healthy ideally, so maybe not that's like George the cheapest,
1: Hill, but... best. Yeah, Rubio would have worked. I mean, he's not 100%. healthy either. But yeah. someone just like that.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Speaking of, but, Cleveland might have a point guard that a uh, Boston would struggle with. Forgot Sexton? to mention Garland.
1: Oh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, that they would struggle playing against.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta be honest, man. I'm still on team. Split them up.
0: I am. I don't I'm going to be honest. I don't want to talk about splitting them up. <laughs> I'm still on it, man. I'm not going to I'm not gonna. because now, long. you know, yeah. now that they showed that they're obviously good enough. They are like now there's no mystery that they, they they're capable. Yes, they are. Um, Now, to me, like you can't it can't now be the decision. Oh, actually, we got to split this. If it anything, depends what
1: you what you're splitting it for to me.
0: Nothing, nothing tangible that I would trust to to make that leap. Yeah, hey, I... unless unless we're talking real like heavy hitter trades, which maybe we could we, once we get into the some of the rumor stuff.
1: Real quick, would you trade Tatum for Dame straight up? Nothing else. Yes, <laughs> that's yes, what, that's the, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just straight up. Just Tatum <laughs> yes, for Dame. I would. We're going straight to the finals again. Easy. Easy. I'm going to be Daddy, honest. Like, five again, games all
0: the way through. I have nothing to say about Jalen Brown. <laughs> I have no problem with how he played at any point. All right, let's get into it then. You have a problem with the other guy, Jason Tatum. The other guy. Let's like, go. Just to be clear, there was – about five players who had finals MVP potential to best player on the floor potential. Steph, who did it. Mm-hmm. Brown, who tried a lot.
1: Yeah. If Boston won, he would have gotten it. Right. To me.
0: Wiggins, mm-hmm. who tried a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> I would even throw Smart in there, who tried a couple times. Mm-hmm. Fifth guy. Didn't try it. Jason Tatum. Yeah. Some would say was the best player coming into the series.
1: Yeah, some would say, yeah.
0: Some would say. <laughs> I, I yeah. think, I, I'm going to be honest with you, these last three games he got exposed. Exposed? Exposed.
1: Okay, tell me how. In, in, in what way first?
0: When, when, when weaknesses in your game are repeatedly showing... When guys are forcing you into things, you're not comfortable. When, when guys start timing, as a series goes on, guys start timing your shots better. They fight you for position better. Yeah. That tells me you're soft. Mm, okay. That tells me you're soft. Wiggins attacked you the entire series. He, never, he was never concerned about not being able to stop you. Six games on both
1: ends.
2: Yeah. Attacking you on both ends.
0: He essentially dominated you on both ends. Yeah. That's first first re- reaction to why you look soft.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Second, and I've had to watch a lot of AU this summer for my coaching job. Mm-hmm. And, and I see a lot of a lot of good athletes who develop one move in transition and have no other like bag to their game. Right, And they just hit that same move because they're really athletic and it works. Mm-hmm. Jason, every transition is a Eurostep? <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. I'm, I, I should have honestly went back and checked the footage of every basket and every drive he had. I'm ser- I think every time he attacked in transition, he tried a Eurostep.
1: That's possible. I, I mean, I, that's all I can remember him trying in this
0: game. In this last game alone, the the one play he comes straight at Draymond Euro steps. Draymond is just he doesn't do anything. He's just there. Yeah, weak attempt. Short. He leaves it short. Like yeah, like under plays, the
1: under the rim. short.
0: Three plays later, he gets the same situation, and he tries a weaker Euro step. Hmm this right left by the way not not like you can mix it up go different ways not like you have the Luca thing where you could keep it on the same side yeah you just euro and it's soft every it is time soft. it is and and the last point to me which really exposes him as being soft mm-hmm. he only seeks contact with his arms yeah he does Mm-hmm. All, the whole series, he did not one time attempt to take contact with his chest. Didn't right. try to take a charge. Didn't try to like go through anybody. Didn't try to elevate over people in around the basket. Yeah. I mean, again, you're, you're playing like Harden at that point.
1: Brown and Tatum both disappointed me with their lack of athleticism that I know they have and not using it. Like I don't understand why Tatum and Brown don't dunk on somebody every game. They're both six eight. They both have great verticals, great hops. Jaylen
0: Brown, I've seen them for, do it. Just to put it in context, Jalen Brown dunked on Giannis like three times in one year. Yeah, and like he didn't dunk years on a ago. single Warriors player six games, not a single and, poster.
1: And that one Warriors player is as tall or as. Physically imposing his. Not even close. Not even close. He got dunked on by Peyton in this last game.
0: Exactly. <laughs> the, the physicality. And, and this is like, this is where it translated again as the series progressed. Mm-hmm. Tatum never played tough.
1: No, he didn't. I got no problem.
0: Miss shot. Like I've seen cold stretches for players. I, obviously ev- almost every basketball player goes through one. Dude, I would mm-hmm. have had no problem if you were just off the whole series. Right. I, I was I was so impressed in the other rounds with how he would like contribute in different ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, he defended at a high level, he distributed the ball at a high level, he you mean, rebounded the first game, game in this level. series. Even the first game in the series. Bro, but again, this the second half we make a couple good passes and then we don't have a kick out for two quarters.
1: Right. Like
0: how does that even happen?
1: And for him to be such an elite elite scorer layups or threes, that's all you do. You know, you you worked out with you know who, texted you know who, who is a mid-range assassin, mid-post assassin. Again, I've been saying this about Tatum for the last three years. He barely posts anyone up anymore at his size. I mean, for them to be comfortable putting Peyton on him and him not going straight to a mid-post like Wiggins was doing to him and like Wiggins was doing to everyone on on their roster, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's either threes or layups.
0: And and you know what really showed that? Another thing that really showed that is – he would attack steph as much as he could and the yeah. warriors never freaked out about that never they weren't worried and in the one game two or three he was just abusing him mm-hmm. and it didn't matter cuz they knew he wouldn't have the that commitment to physicality exactly and you saw it last game of the series all we got is euro steps no spin no fucking pull up no nothing
1: the other reason you knew that they weren't going to have the commitment to that is the rest of the team did nothing to foster it. There was no one there for the rebounds on those shots on the post-up shots. Warriors got every rebound off every miss. Um No one like spread the floor out to the point where he had like an outlet just in case it didn't work. It was just like, yo, just take that. If you got it, you got it. If you don't, then we just won't do it again. It's fine. And, and that's not how you, that's not how you play as an elite scorer. No, just not.
0: And that game, that first game they lost when he, was, he got hot in the second quarter was yeah. really kind of a, a telling, like, a preview of how this series would wrap up.
2: Yeah, it was.
0: Like I said, man, to me, to me, he got exposed. You mentioned Milwaukee and the comparison of how they managed to get good shots while not having a real point guard. Yeah. Like, it's, that becomes so easy, when your best player works really hard. It does. Oh, again, Jalen Brown worked really hard, not just to take shots. Right. The only work ethic I saw from Tatum, especially these last three games is I'm, I'm going to work hard to get a shot. And it wasn't even, he didn't even do that consistently.
1: Right. And they weren't good ones.
0: Right. I mean, he, he exposed KD the same way he just got exposed. Mm -hmm. it's almost identical yeah they basically did the same thing yeah the same thing like bro you have to work hard like you're in the finals right you really thought it was going to be as easy as oh i'll set you a screen to get the mismatch and then i'll just eat all day right
1: the thing is they have so many guys and in this series was what was strange to me for um Boston, they had so many guys that I just did not think played to their strengths at all. You know, and I don't think it was necessarily the Warriors' defense. I thought there was times Horford could have had a little post hook where they just went with something else. He was spotting up all the time. You know, obviously, like I said, Tatum with the post-ups. Post Brown could have had more cuts. Brown used to have that backdoor from the corner cut that was lethal. I know. For the last, like, his whole career, never saw that. Not that, again, not that Warriors weren't, like, playing defense on it or I didn't think they were stopping it or preventing it. I didn't see them try it. I didn't see him try at all. Um, You know, Smart took a lot of just tough shots that – tough layups that really isn't his game. You you know, getting into the paint and trying to get weird – jump shots this is not his game
0: but my problem is all these guys like couldn't play well consistently because they didn't have a rhythm most of the time right no you're right you shouldn't have to ask smart to go get me 25 8 and 8 right if he's open or if if the game happens to play out like that great but you're asking for smart to contribute more that's not his game You're asking these guys to take over.
1: And that's another been their game. That's one of the things that really separates him from being a point guard is that smart felt the need to do that instead of saying, look, Tatum, let's go. You got to (laughs) stop. Yeah. Or let me do this and you you do this. Yeah. Let me do this and you do that. Not all right. Tatum's Tatum's goofing off. I just got to go do this. That's not what point guards that's not what point guards do most of the time. Yeah. Unless you're like – the unless the point guard is the best player on the team, that's a different thing. But, you know. So, um, Boston's outlook, you think they can – do you think they make changes, roster changes? No. None at all? I mean, obviously, like a rookie or something like that, but you don't think they they – do any free agents you, you don't think they need
0: anything i would i think they do need another wing
1: okay
2: you know what it is o- obviously
0: other than point
1: guard we're talk- we've already yeah, discussed it, that but.
0: again their current construct just made it within two games of a championship so obviously anything they need is like it's just something an addition that could help
3: mm-hmm.
0: but to me you You talked about this a while back about how it's really a top eight top nine that it doesn't go beyond that, yeah, and what happens is it's six for me yeah Honestly. I mean six I mean, the Warriors made it look like it was just starters at one point yeah <laughs> this last yeah. game this last game, like like you said, Boston's bench was unplayable. I hadn't seen that all year.
1: Grant Williams had no business being on the court oh, this entire and Grant series.
0: Williams. Grant Williams sent the defending champs home. Mm-hmm. Like, again, to put it in the context, the, the, just how different it could be. But yeah, it's just crazy to me, man. I just I don't know. What, what I, kind of wing do you think they need?
1: Like, give me a, a mock pickup. Or just like, you can I'm just say to, what kind.
0: I'm trying to be fair. A wing that's not like that has an offensive game. A wing that does have one. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be crazy. He can make shots. He's a slasher that that actually slashes. We don't just label him that because he just defends. Like a Terrence Ross. Absolutely, and Anobi obviously it wouldn't. They couldn't get, but he would be great for them. Yeah, he'd be great. Yeah. I'd say I'd say Finny Smith would be just phenomenal for them. OK, and and it's really it could even be a more limited like I can't really think of anybody, but like a bench guy that doesn't really play a lot.
1: Uh, what was our guy's name it used to be on Philly? Uh...
0: <laughs> you talking about? Yeah, I can't remember
1: his name. The one we used to joke about all the time.
0: And no, James, no, Anderson, right? Justin, Justin. Oh, you talking about James Ennis? Yeah, that's a great that's a great pick right there. Perfect, <laughs> exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, but the reason for Doesn't it is, is really the, yeah, again, yeah. I'm not putting him out there because I need Ennis to contribute. Right, I just need to sit Tatum down and Brown. Brown sometimes needs to sit down too.
1: Now, I, now this is a big point, and I meant to make this earlier. One thing that separates the Warriors from to me, it separates the true contenders from all the other teams like the Warriors. I think Boston can outscore anybody, but what makes the most elite rosters is having guys that can go in there and don't have to contribute at all. Yep. So to your point, Boston does need that um, in this game. Peyton played. I mean, in this series, Peyton played amazing, but he didn't have to score a single point in the series. He didn't have to. I mean it helped but it just he, they just didn't need him to go out there and say look I, Peyton we need you to score. All they said was Peyton go out there and play basketball. Yep. All reporter did not have to score a single point this entire series. I mean only people who did was Wiggins, Clay and Steph. Literally no one else had to. And that that's a freedom that they have where they can just play and be able to interchange those guys and you know, go out there and be threats or not be and play defense or not. All you have to do is play offense and defense, whether you score or not, whether you get steals or not means nothing. Yeah. It just helps. And Boston, everyone on Boston has to go out there and score and be able to score and like contribute to the score of the game. Everybody, if they don't, then they can't, they can't play. That's what happened with the Warriors. If Pritchard can't score, he can't play. If Derek White can't score in this game, he cannot play.
0: And he couldn't. But,
1: and Peyton, if he couldn't score, he was still going to get his 15 minutes on the court. Yeah. Um, So I, I'm just saying to your point, Boston needs some guys that can go out there and just do whatever they're doing without contributing on offense at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously that that's a good idea, but none of that even works if tatum and brown don't have that mindset
1: (laughs) that's true too yeah
0: and and like again they showed the mindset for the majority of the playoffs that's why it was so disappointing that these last several games is just hero shots and nothing else Mm -hmm. like i know bro brown is on occasion, one of the best two-way players in the league. Yeah. And we saw that for, like, a total of six quarters in this series.
1: I would say, yeah, that just about. That's it. Yeah.
0: They and a lot of have... them were
1: the first quarter of right, game.
0: a lot. It was like three, half of them were first quarter. Yeah.
1: And then never again in the game.
0: But you shouldn't have to depend on, on that – just off of him making or missing shots. Right. Like you said. And that's the thing. Whether they're stopping cuts or not, he should be cutting anyway. You know, one
1: difference with Boston and Golden State also, when we're watching Golden State, we, like you and I, and even the media people, they say, oh, or they say, oh, Golden State is playing really well. Rarely do we say Golden State is just shooting well. Like, oh, Golden State is just shooting well tonight. No, we say they're playing great tonight. Yep. But Boston, it's always, oh, Boston is shooting fantastic tonight. They're never playing. I mean, sometimes they are playing great, but that's not what we're thinking when we're watching them because they can shoot well without playing well. They can shoot well and do literally nothing else good on offense. Just like, yo, he's hitting these crazy shots. Or, yo know, Grant Williams just hit five threes. But does that mean that the team is playing well? Not necessarily. No. So, uh, I agree with you, though. I, I think they do need a, a, a forward-sized guy. I think Finney Smith would be amazing because they need someone that can actually fill in a role that Tatum and Brown play Yes. without having to put up 20 but can still That's... defend
0: that That's what I'm position. I'm looking at the series and I'm like, like, wow, Tatum is playing awful, but you really can't take him out for anybody.
1: Right. It would be like, cool if they could play with neither of them on the floor sometimes.
0: Just, just for a couple. Obviously, it's not going to be a long stretch, but I think I think Tatum and Brown would have played so much better if they got to sit down, not just for a rest break, but like, yo, you're not playing well. Look at what's going on. You know, we got to do this a little bit differently.
1: Warriors could play with their whole starter starting five on the bench and still compete with Boston. And they did multiple <laughs> times,
0: <laughs> they, or at least Steph literally came off the bench to start the playoffs.
1: Right, at least three out of five, they could play and compete with Boston, okay. and that's not that's not good. We can't have a team like that. You're just I mean, not if you can't do the other thing. I don't want to
0: hate see like I don't want to hate on Boston in that way because it's more a statement on how good the Warriors are.
1: It, it it is, but I mean, there's teams Boston play like Miami can sit three of their starters and still compete with Boston, and they did. They had better quarters sometimes. Is there another team, starters?
0: Is there another roster that could do that? Miami and Golden State are two. I. You know they're really elite it, rosters.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: so I don't know if the other rosters around the league are as complete as those two.
1: Memphis, Phoenix, those teams. Memphis without but, but three
0: starters could come out. But we're talking
1: and... about. We're talking about Boston because they're in the top, you know, top ten percent of the league. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna compare them to, you know, like. The Knicks doing that. Knicks suck. I'm only going to compare them to the teams that's up you. there, you know, um, because they're going to beat the Knicks with, <laughs> blindfolded. 100%. and All the
0: other teams, <laughs> Wizards too. Wizards getting them out of there, hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, anything else on the Celtics?
0: Nah. Thinking about what you're saying, like what would be tough for them next year is injuries and, and yes, they got blessed to go through a playoff run. You know, they they had some issues, but nothing crazy to where guys would have been out. Like if they lost smart at a certain point from the ankle and knee, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors would have dismantled them if they even got that far.
1: Yeah. And and you know, Robert Williams was the only one really injury stricken, and he's probably their most uh, replaceable player. No offense to him. He's great, but he's the one guy they could play without, honestly, on the whole team, probably.
0: Not against, like, see, except for the Warriors.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Except, But he wasn't hurt in the Warriors. I'm talking about when he was hurt. He was the one guy that we could put Horford there. We could put Tice there. We put Grant Williams at, at the four. They had options. They have no options if any other starter gets hurt. Zero.
0: That's but that's what I'm I'm looking at them and I'm like, yo, if Williams like really was out, they'd had no rim protection. Oh, yeah. And against the Warriors. Just in general. I mean, if Horford is out, you don't have a, a high IQ big that could defend.
1: Right. That's true. Yeah.
0: Like Tice tries, but you know, the refs don't like him, so even if he he's does it well, IQ it doesn't work. He also, right. yeah, he also doesn't have high IQ. <laughs> yeah. But Horford, you need Horford. You need Smart. Obviously, you need Tatum and Brown. Maybe mm-hmm. you could finesse a game without one of them, but you're not winning a series without one of them.
1: Yeah, you're not beating a team twice without one of them, in my opinion. Maybe so once, but not twice.
0: Go- going back to my wing point, it's really just about having reliable depth.
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: they don't have that right they don't have it for you know a second championship run i'd say
1: right yeah and and now that teams have seen what they try to do with the bench it's I, i don't i rarely think benches get more effective most of the times benches get less effective unless they change but the exact same bench over and over and over again doesn't like keep getting more elite it's at least from what I've noticed in like the, the NBA for last five years, I would say, probably since yeah. the Warriors have been winning championships. The you know, that's one thing that teams are gonna be ready for is the bench, if anything.
0: I, so I think I think Tatum and Brown are gonna have a target on their back next year.
1: Yeah, they might, but they'll they will because people will know there's nothing else to worry about. Exactly. And, and that and that's where the bench comes in. The thing is, they can have a target on their back, and one of them could still get thirty. But if we double, you notice when the Warriors double Tatum, it was a turnover every time. Every time Tatum tried to put Steph on an island, it's funny how they threw up the stat that like yo, um, that the Boston Boston was like some crazy percentage with Steph guarding them, like two for thirteen or something really ridiculous. But they were doubled every time. Steph was the primary defender, wasn't one-on-one. Every time they got him on an island, Draymond came running over there, and Tatum would try to make a pass, and it was a turnover. Yeah. So, I mean, doing that again, knowing if you make the pass and we get, give up a Derek White three, I'm
0: cool. I just – Boston, however they can, they need to remove anything that involves holding the ball. Like they could easily play like the Warriors. If Smart played like Steph, he would be obviously he's not a great shooter like Steph, but he his impact would be insane. If he could pass and move and pass and move cut and moved and set screens all the time and made the simple like play assists. Because Smart, Smart at times is a phenomenal passer. Sometimes, yeah. But when you leave him to just, like, we trust you to be a phenomenal passer, that's when he gets you in trouble. Right. Like, to me, Boston can play a lot more like Golden State than a lot of the other rosters.
1: I would agree. I just don't know if Tatum is capable of being an off-the-ball scorer or, you know, a catch-and-shoot scorer for a full game. I haven't seen him do it for a full game maybe in his in his entire career
0: he's trying man i he definitely had a game or two against in the earlier rounds. The problem yeah. is his consistency he'd have like a he had games where he'd hit a lot of threes off of somebody's kickouts or get like a drive or a couple of transition baskets off of somebody else but yeah then he's great up at the, an awful game
1: he's great at the transition trailing. Yeah. That's where a lot of his open threes come, his transition, and he just waits back there a little bit, Yeah, comes late, and he's wide open for a three. But in a half-court set, it, it's so tough for him to just get the ball and just score, three dribble score. It's a lot of dribbles, and, and Brown, for some reason, they can't like figure out what spot Brown should start his ISO in. Starting his ISO at the top of the key is not good for the team. He's been trying to do that this this whole playoffs. And, I mean, it works. He can score, but it, it it's, sends the whole team out of whack. And if he misses, it's a layup because everyone is out of position to get back on defense.
0: Yeah. He was trying way too hard to snatch somebody the last two games. He was. Yeah. <laughs> he was. But it, it comes back to Tatum. Like, it's really Tatum. It's not Tatum and Brown because I've seen enough from Brown that He's he's a long, he's a bus rider. But like he's <laughs> yeah. he's an elite, he's an elite bus ride. He's Paul George, he's Chris Middleton, he's these guys who at times you look at them and I'm like, Whoa, is he one of the best players in the league? And I just didn't notice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Jalen Brown is just as capable as, as those guys. He's good enough that
1: if he was in the perfect culture, he could be a bus driver as well. Hundred percent. Like I mean, Kawhi. Hundred percent. Just like Kawhi. If he was on a team culture perfect, roster is complete, he could drive the bus easily.
0: But and, and you know he just comes into games and he works hard. I don't see yes, that from Tatum. Yeah. I just don't. He, it's it's just lazy.
1: Right. It's almost like Brown could get the weight of scoring lifted off of him a little bit more and Tatum is like either we need him to score more or just like the in-between thing like yo I'm gonna be off the ball but I'm also like if I need to I'm just gonna score all the time like they for me it seems like their culture needs to pick one with Tatum one or the other is he gonna average 25 shots a night or is he gonna Play off ball, and we're gonna spread the floor. One or the other. We can't do both, though.
0: Yeah, and and we can't Tatum
1: come in every game yeah. trying to do something different.
0: Yeah, and Tatum like he does what what Melo used to do a lot of the time. What's Melo was such an elite scorer that he would yeah. like he would try to play off ball, but then when he'd get it, it it dies. Yeah, that's yeah. And, and you don't know, and I think being such an elite player. It's hard to notice that because you're like, well, I'm, you know, I got the mismatch. Like so I'm getting a good shot to me. And, and Tatum fell back into that bad habit of like, well, Steph is on me. So why would I need to move the ball? Right. You still like, again, you're killing the rhythm, just holding the ball and you don't need to. Mm-hmm. Kawhi yeah. used to do the same, bro. When Kawhi would make quick buckets, the team, the Clippers would look, Like complete as complete as it gets,
1: unstoppable. If Kawhi is taking quick shots, he's
0: unstoppable. Just like just like when Tatum is playing off of the Smart and Brown kickouts, Boston looks as good as anybody in the league. Yeah, but the commitment has to be more consistent. We can't we can't have thirty points off kickouts and then twelve points off ISOs the next game. Like we just can't play like that.
1: And that's a conversation – I mean, I know is not experienced as a head coach and as a primary decision-maker. And, that, I mean, no knock on him. He did a fantastic job this season. But that's a conversation he and Tatum need to have. If he feels that the way that you and I do, yeah. him and Tatum just need to have that conversation. And, you know, they just got to make the change. They do.
0: You know, I would – in my perfect world, like like you said, Udoka's a, just a first-year guy. I don't know if he has the – the cachet to kind of do that to me, somebody who obviously does and did earlier is smart to yeah. me, smart Brown and Tatum have been there for the, their last, you know, all the conference finals runs the, the, obviously this year, they're yeah, the probably going to be the grown guys, right? They're probably going to be there for a long time. Yeah. Like, and they've been at the core. How many years have we talked about them struggling to to figure out the shot distribution
1: ever since Tatum came into the league Tatum's the the youngest right I think Brown was was a year before Tatum yeah ever since he came into the league
0: and and I think Smart is a big culprit to it so he's like involved in it but the three of them again in my perfect world they'd have a conversation watching the playoffs which I'm hoping they do watch the film on it well, yeah. Obviously, watching the finals and and see the problem. It, but
1: I agree with you. But Udoka has to have the last say because they're not going to draw up the plays, you know. Yeah. And if he does, if he can't draw up a play for what they want to work to work, then it's not going to work. It's going to be them just trying to figure out playing pickup, and. Pick up and and also we got to realize too smart. This is the first time smart is the primary decision maker of the team. There's always been another point guard.
0: That is true. Till,
1: um, you know, this season. So.
0: And there's something to be said that, you know, all these other point guards that didn't work in first year with smart being the default full-time point guard to go to the finals. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's not because too. it's not because, well, yeah, that's a big deal, but. It's not because Smart was like like showed us some skill he never had. Right. If you recall the the team's midseason turnaround, they started defending. Yeah. Smart wins defensive player of the year. They carry the defense all the way to a finals run. Yep. Like the tools are there. The tools are there. You just have to commit to distributing the shots. That's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Even if it's not as smooth as kind of we're hoping it, it would be distributing the shots I think at minimum takes this series to seven
1: I I like I like the comparisons to OKC that a lot of people are making I I actually I'm not saying that they are like they're the same thing but I like the comparison because we see very similar issues between those two teams and I think that was something obviously not the personality issues that OKC had that they're still dealing with the personality issues that they had and they're not even on yes. the same team, but the shot distribution, the not sure who to step up when those situations we're seeing very similar. We're seeing also the rest of the roster is very, you know, looks kind of the same. The bigs, one big is out taking jump shots. The other big is just kind of out there blocking shots, getting rebounds, you know, similar structure. But um, you know, I I don't want to say that they're going to collapse personality-wise, like OKC
0: did. No, we would have seen some like hint to that. I think by this point. Well, but remember
1: earlier this season, the the they
0: responded to that. They
1: did, yeah, they did. I told you when that when we started. I told you when the media started saying, "Are they going to split up at the trade deadline?" All of a sudden, there was no more issues. Locked, with in. locked,
0: they locked as in. As soon as they said, Yo, they about to been. trade me.
1: Yeah, as soon as one of the guys like, yo, I'm about to get traded. Nah, let's figure this out. Let's do this. So,
0: I, I they definitely they definitely had a conversation. There's I, I don't want to hear anybody try to tell me otherwise. They for sure had a conversation about it. Flip the switch.
1: Exactly. People are acting like yo, uh you Doga just came in and started a new culture. I'm like, uh,
0: they were still talking about split them up until like January till December. And and to your comparison point, I'd even make the case that in this situation, it's a lot more of the players than it was with OKC. Mm Because with OKC, like, I mean, Scott Brooks was inept. Yeah. Inept, 100% inept. They really, that final series against Miami, it was like a varsity and JV team by the end. Yeah, it was. Like, in with, with this series, again, you saw Boston's potential, even, even though they never fixed a turnover problem. Right. They might never fix that, but they were still right there. Yeah. So yeah. they're it, close, the man. Is, I, I hate it. They're really close. They,
1: they have to fix the turnover problem, though, because there's going to be teams that are going to count on that now. I mean, dude, the records that Jason Tatum broke 100. in the finals. He, yeah, that, and playoff
0: the, turnovers.
1: he broke that record, and he broke the record for the worst two-point field goal percentage ever. That's just – that's disgusting,
0: man. That right there, that <laughs> is soft.
1: If you're going to do that, then you have to make a change. Have to. Because if you – if you don't turn the ball over so much, maybe have more chances to take better shots. That's
0: that's honestly, I would again, I'd love for you to go 12 of 34. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather see you trying to take over and just shoot poorly than second guess your own passes. Yeah, which is like the turnovers. They're so ugly. You could just feel how unsure the guy is to make the pass. Yeah, and the team, you know, it's like the Russell Westbrook turnover. The team just dies inside. Nobody gets back because Wiggins got the clear run out. Like there's no point.
1: Yeah, most of Tatum's turnovers are like that. Most of Tatum's of turnovers Westbrook. are assists. They're assists to the other team. To the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, think about Miami. Yeah.
0: Jimmy Butler was he was just hooking Jimmy Butler up, and he was. And what, what was fooling us, we didn't see it as much because uh Brown was just gifting Oladipo like a series yeah. MVP at one point,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Oh, man. yep, and we didn't, we also didn't notice it as much because we already considered um. Jimmy Butler, an elite defender, so we're like, yeah. oh, Jimmy Butler getting steals—that's
0: nothing new. Yeah, he's done that against good offenses, bad offenses. You know, he's the turning a, he's the ball a
1: over to Wiggins and to um, Gary Payton is is not acceptable.
0: No, no. not at all, no. bro. Not at all. When you're giving the the best shot selection team in fucking basketball history even easier looks, yeah, I mean, you're literally beating yourself. Yeah, like throw the fucking dude, throw one of the cross-court passes into the sixth row. (laughs) Bro, don't throw it low so somebody could just take it and take off. Right. High school basketball like issues there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So Warriors, congrats. Boston maybe need to make some changes. Maybe not. But they need to make some internal changes either way. So, where are we at now? The rest of the league? Yeah. The big trade? I mean,
0: <laughs> I don't know how big it is, but it is, it is get... the first, like, s- significant move, I'd say.
1: Let me get all the names, because I don't want to forget who all was involved. Christian Wood was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. For Boban, Trey Burke, uh,
0: Sterling Sterling Brown,
1: Brown. Boban Trey Burke, Sterling Brown, and the last one is oh Marquise Chris, and the number twenty six pick, I think one future pick as well. The number twenty six pick from this draft,
0: this coming draft, that's a solid pick, but it is yeah. I mean they already have the third pick. It's crazy that they got rid of four guys that didn't touch the court the entire playoffs. Yeah. And and Dallas it like is. Dallas had uh depth problems to me all year. Yeah. Especially it, with Hardaway it, it, missing most of the year.
1: Right, with Hardaway missing and I I don't I'm not sure if those guys couldn't have touched the court, but they just didn't. And which which is pretty nice for you to say like um, pretty nice for you as a team to be able to say, look, we got a bunch of disposable guys. We're going to turn into one guy that may be a starter that yeah. is a starter for us. So that's pretty yeah. good. I,
0: I good think it's a great move for Dallas, to be honest. The more I think I like about it, it for both teams. Yeah, Houston, Houston, it fits their direction. So, yeah. you know, obviously that's a good thing as long as you're developing players, which you've been doing a good job of. Mm hmm. But, again, with Houston, they're a lottery team. They're still kind of – we're still figuring out who their guys are. So, we don't really know.
1: I, I like it because we know that their core is going to be young. So, okay. I think it's good to have vets on the bench, even if they're not guys that are going to play a lot. I think just having, having a Trey Burke on the team, having a Beaubon on the team, yeah. um, those guys – are good because their depth now were guys that may be, you know, G League two-way contract guys, which yeah. no offense to them. I mean, they, they were playing pretty well for some of this season. I mean, they weren't winning games, but they were playing well on the court. Yeah. But um, I, it's just nice to have guys that are seasoned, been around, been around the league. Uh, That could help, help some young guys. And we know the core, their starting five, is not going to change from this trade at all yeah so back to dallas christian what
0: like with dallas they needed a dynamic player at a position they didn't have a dynamic player right because what you saw in the playoffs is it's very like we just focus on luka and the others will either win the series or lose the series yeah and it, I think it shocked the league, to be honest, that Dallas's others could win two series. Yeah, like I'm not saying Luca was like he obviously was a huge part of it, but we as we talked about throughout the playoffs, their guys stepped up way more than most people thought. Yeah, to me, adding a dynamic player is perfect to that. Yeah, I agree. Because should be at least how many times. How many times did somebody pass the ball to Powell with a ton of space, and Powell didn't know what to do with it
1: and or couldn't do anything with it?
0: yeah exactly. Powell was the only like he was probably the only limited offensive player that got a lot of touches yeah, just just yeah. off of the fact that he was open all the time, he was on the boards all the time but you need with with an elite guard with wings that could score at a high level you need a sc- a, a big that could just ease the spacing mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times with dallas the drug because they shot it so well the driving kick game was working but it wasn't dynamic right it wasn't dynamic and i think wood fits into that so perfectly yeah, he's a
1: pick and pop guy. You have to stay with him.
0: Yes. He, he fits, fits any lineup they, they could throw out.
1: He does, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I'd I like to trade for Dallas. I'm not I'm not super confident in Christian Woods. Uh obviously his health. Yeah. Um, he's I don't I think I weigh more than him. I mean, he, he doesn't have a lot of muscle mass on him no he doesn't uh he um he's not overly athletic but he's still probably like the second most athletic player on dallas which is going to be interesting i think i think that helps them um yeah yeah, i'm interested And defensively i think he's someone that you could put on more people than you probably could a clever or a pal and clever played good defense but I've seen Christian Wood be able to stay in front of you know some small forwards, not like a LeBron or yeah, you know, Jalen Brown, but Finney Smith. I Christian Wood, I'm cool with putting Christian Wood on him.
0: And so, and I'd I'd probably be more on, on the same page as you with a little more reservations about it if they lost a key piece. Mm-hmm. Like if they had to lose Finney Smith, I'd probably hate this trade, to be honest. Yeah. Uh I honestly like Bullock isn't even a significant impact to me, and I wouldn't really be as happy if they lost him.
1: Right.
2: The fact that they add him to this
0: current rotation. Yeah. Like like if Wood gets hurt, which he probably will, Powell and Clever are right back at it. Yeah,
1: you still have the same
0: team. So it's, again, there's really no downside to it as as of this point. So I love it.
1: Yep, yep. Okay.
0: Um what else we got? Rumors? Um well uh, did we talk about the Lakers actually picking their coach? I think last time we uh, talked about it was they were in the top three. It's like no, a day let, or two before. Two or did days we talk ago, about Darwin? We Hamm? mentioned
1: uh did you see what um Dar Ham said how he said he's gonna use Westbrook.
0: <laughs> you talking about the defense, do you think? <laughs> He's got to get back to being a pit bull, <laughs> that, that thing?
1: Hold on, I'm going to find it. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, I remember it. I this, saved, did that that me that crack saved. it up. I
0: hope if it's the same statement I remember reading, I'm going to be dying here.
1: This thing had me really confused.
0: Oh, dude, I would be in tears if I'm thinking of the same quote. <laughs> <Cool. laughs>
1: may not be the same thing, but let me just read okay. the whole statement. This is what Darvin Ham said um, just two days ago. I think the style of play we're going to have, all those guys, not only just Russ, but LeBron and AD, they're going to be able to share the load. And one thing I mentioned to Russ is the way I'm built, the, su- the success I've seen. One thing we always preached and will continue to preach to be our foundation of our teams is a defensive mindset, being able to defend at a high level. And I challenged him and he accepted the challenge. That's a part of the word sacrifice we use and being able to move him around in different spaces on the floor as we go back on the offensive end. Uh, Sometimes he's going to be off the ball slashing. Sometimes he's going to play in the dunker spot. Sometimes he's going to be initiating things. He may post up a little bit. He may be the screener in pick and rolls. Everybody needs to be involved with what we're doing on both sides of the ball.
0: You know, it's hilarious. If I'm, if I'm Rob Palenka in the, in the interview room and he, mm-hmm. and he, that's his sales pitch. Cause you know, they reported that during the coaching As search, that was the question. Yeah. So I believe that maybe he didn't say this exact thing, but he gave them some kind of idea of what he's telling us. Yeah. You're saying you believe he didn't say this in the interview, you mean? No, I think he did say something alongside. And, oh, okay. yeah. yeah and yeah. I, if yeah. I was sitting in there, I'd tell him, yo, so clearly you didn't watch our film this year, so you could just get out. Exactly. Bro, everything he said, none of it is what Russell Westbrook is about. None of it. I know. I know. Sacrifice. Yeah. Russell has not sacrificed one time. Not no. once. He played. He 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 has. We and we've given him credit. He's played to maximize his other star player. Yes, but he couldn't even and commit maximize, to that for the whole and maximize
1: year. Maximize guys who weren't good. He's played right. well to maximize the team.
0: But like, it's never at his expense. No, it's not. That's that's what sacrifice. Especially means, his stats. Bro.
1: Especially right. his stats.
0: Sacrifice yeah. is giving something up. To help somebody out. Mm-hmm. Russell the team. has never been that guy. No, he hasn't. Like, bro, since since they came off that 2012 finals loss, and Tony Parker lit him the fuck up opening night, including a buzzer, be, buzzer beater winner. Yeah.
1: Where Tony he was spinning all over him.
0: Where Russ ran to the other side of the fucking court thinking he was over there. Mm -hmm. Um, since then he's been an awful defender he's doubled down on that awful defensive performance ever since 10 years 10 fucking years no IQ no willingness to stay in front of somebody he bro he playground reaches around more than any other fucking player in the league yeah and and if I could find the stat his percentage of successfully getting somebody with that is awful
1: and people wonder why he gets People think he gets so many fast breaks because he's like really fast. He does it because he's behind the the offensive player most of the time already. Exactly, he's already the first guy down court because he's there. Exactly, that's where the offensive
0: guy left him. Bro, playing off ball—that's that's that's where he lost me. Like, bro, I you know, there's obviously certain things Darwin Ham has to say that that just are just logical. Yeah but playing off ball, like that's just blatant ignorance to say, yeah, I'll get him playing off the ball.
1: And the rest of what he said is stuff. Westbrook has already been doing posting up dunker spot. He does that already. And, and, and we've missed, seen it and it sucks. He
0: misses dunks. Yeah. And when he posts up, he hits the fucking side of the backboard and nothing else.
1: <laughs> exactly. We saw him do all the offensive stuff to me. We saw him try to do that last year, and it sucked. It was
0: terrible. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I don't understand why he had to like give us the basketball explanation. One yeah, thing I, I loved. One thing I loved about uh, when Draymond Green, I forgot the game that it was really bad, and fucking all the talk shows were just destroying him for the he had like it two was game, points.
1: It was a uh, four, I think. Game four.
0: Four. Bro, yeah, it was the he, last said, he said one. his reaction to why he didn't play well was I just didn't get into a rhythm early enough. Mm-hmm. That's all, bro, that's all Darwin Ham could have said. Yo, a lot of times Russell, like, you know, it's been discussed that his role wasn't really clear. Like the, the objective is getting him in more rhythm. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, whatever, maybe he has to come off the bench. Obviously he wouldn't say that, but like just throw out a couple of hypothetical scenarios and say all for the objective for Russ to play with more rhythm. Right. But
3: to say that he's
0: going to do shit, he's never fucking done. Like, he's at least defended occasionally at a high level, maybe before the Mm -hmm. 2012 year. He definitely did.
1: He'll give you a quarter of really good defense. Right. Like a quarter's worth. quarter's
0: possessions, maybe even a half every now and then. Yeah. But to to blatantly imply shit he's never done. He's never played off ball. Never he's ne- never played off ball at a high level. Not once. No, no. I didn't because he can't. I, I didn't even well see enough. him playing off ball at UCLA. <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, it, it it's it's going to be interesting. And I want to say one thing about the Lakers. I feel like I've said this earlier this season, but we have to stop pretending like the Lakers like aren't a good team. Like, they play terrible, but this team My is choice. not like – This no. roster is not garbage. No. People act like, yo, the roster sucks. They need to get all these guys. They got a bunch of guys who can't play. They have a good roster. They have three Hall of Famers on three the team. Three top
0: 75 players. I, I don't give a fuck about the rest of your roster.
1: They have three top 75 players and everyone on their roster would go on another team and play right now. Like everyone is like a, yep. a good piece for every team. They just chose to play. Um, what's what's the white kid's name? Uh, Austin name Reeves. Name. Austin <laughs> Reeves. They chose to play Austin Reeves more than they needed to. Cause he probably wouldn't play anywhere else, but the rest of the guys Malik Monk is, would start on some teams like he did for them. Um, Avery Bradley has been playing. Uh, Ariza has been – every team has felt like Ariza was good enough to start on their team. Every single team he goes on, he starts for some reason. Uh, so it's not like they have a bunch of guys who aren't good. They're just not 100%. playing good.
0: 100 They just they, – they're not – they they don't want to put in the work, honestly.
1: Right. It, uh, haven't you noticed how the media and just – Overall, there's, like, this culture of, like, yo, LeBron's team just isn't good. And it's just not true. The team is great. <laughs> just not playing well.
0: No, it's really uh, just Russ and AD. Right. It's really, like, it is, you know, LeBron didn't Monk guard. Monk had a good season. You know, LeBron didn't guard, but he also carried the, the scoring load. So, you get a pass for that when you're doing that much work. Yeah, of course. AD, AD and Russ, like didn't contribute that much and on top of that they were fucking lazy. Yeah. I mean bro, AD was out all the time and he couldn't sprint back on defense. Yeah. I mean Russ Russ would get to play point guard and just do random shit. Yeah. Like I I, I it's bizarre. Even even the statement from Ham talking about like we got to get runouts more off the defense or whatever and like AD is included in that, bro. Did, like, you you didn't just watch Anthony Davis for forty games; w- wouldn't sprint one time. Right. But what next year you're gonna get him to sprint when he doesn't get a call, you, Darwin? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get him to sprint back when he or LeBron or Russ doesn't get a call. Right. Hey, I'll I'll sh- I won't I won't ever disrespect anything about Darwin's Darwin Ham's coaching if he gets two things. If he gets Russell Westbrook to play defense and Anthony Davis to sprint up and down the court, I don't care if they. He's the coach of the year. Coach of the year automatically. (laughs) Top twenty-five coach automatically. Yeah, he
1: he he got a lot. He's got a lot of stuff to do this season, and I I don't like this statement. Like I said, for the offensive stuff, I haven't seen, and I'm not hearing anything new for Westbrook, and. Just, I don't expect Westbrook to sacrifice. I don't care if if that is the team. If he has a little thing that they slap every time they leave the locker room that says (laughs) sacrifice. I don't expect Westbrook to sacrifice at all this season.
0: No, man. And and you said they were interesting, but I don't think they're interesting anymore because of how they're going about fixing this past year.
1: I don't believe any of the stuff that, that comes out. I mean, I know he's saying this. I think he needed something to say, but I'm. If he really believes it's this easy, they're gonna be worse you know, than they were last season.
0: It's not that it's not really even the words or the things being said; it's the fact that their their initial reaction to what they just saw for 82 games. And again, like if we're watching them, you know, Jeannie Bus is watching every fucking game. It's their reaction game. was, "We have to build better around Russ."
1: Oh, I got you. Yeah.
0: That that's the that's gonna be the sad. problem. That's that's gonna Dude. be the problem all year, is it's gonna take too fucking long to realize that Russ sucks. <laughs> they realized it this year too late, but they just it was too late to do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, they got to like yeah. game 70, 60, and you know, at that point, it's too late. Right. If they come out, bro, if they come out and he's a joke, if he's getting the the fucking multiple minute turnover low lights and the mm-hmm. disgusting shot low lights, and he's not coming off the fucking bench. I'm not watching him. I'll give him I don't two think months, Darvin, Two fucking months.
1: I don't think Darvin has it in him to bench him either.
0: Then if they he hired did, the wrong guy.
1: I, I wonder if Kenny there Atkinson is like would have like a, benched his ass. I wonder if there is a th- threshold for uh like how when is going to be time to pull the bench trigger if there's like yo if 20 games and Westbrook is isn't averaging this many you know and we're not don't have a better winning percentage than bench or is it 50 games 40 games you know i wonder if there's a amount of you know a level to say look all right that's it pull the plug
0: that's sick to me dude we're talking about the fucking lakers
2: We're talking about one of like
0: probably the most premier basketball franchise in in NBA history. And we have to discuss that they if they have the fucking balls to pull the plug on a guy who's playing like definitive trash.
1: Dude, the Lakers have, (laughs) with the Steph Curry top 10 talk, the Lakers have like seven out of the top 10, like a consensus top 10 list. They have seven of them. Like on everyone's top 10
3: list.
1: I mean, that's ridiculous. And look what I, they're doing.
0: I just think Jenny Buss is trash. Isn't that, I think their whole front office, there's no commitment. There's, I guarantee, bro, I guarantee when shit goes wrong, they're like this. Like, it's you. It's your fault. It's his fault. It's LeBron's fault. It's Frank Vogel's fault. Yeah. What are you going to do next year? The same thing. Okay, good luck.
1: I I think... I think LeBron is, like, the worst person to add add to a culture like that. Probably the absolute worst.
0: I can't think of anybody where... Maybe KD, but, like, KD and Kawhi, you could make a case would be worse, but I'd make the argument that they're too smart to even do some dumb shit like that.
1: But KD and Kawhi... They trade more what they want. And LeBron trades like what he thinks will happen. You true. know what I mean? Yeah. LeBron uses too much thought in his trades. Like KD could KD can lose happy. Like that's just who he is. 100%. Like, and so can Kawhi. Kawhi can, <laughs> if he's doing what he wants to do. Yeah. don't care if they win games. Kawhi didn't care about anything.
0: Oh, Kawhi but was totally fine when they fucking got exposed in the bubble
1: yeah he was, it was it's whatever yeah, and,
0: it's, and KD, we needed to uh we needed a point guard is that what he said something like that
1: yeah something weird something that okay, was okay just completely Kawhi. Unnecessary. and they still haven't addressed if it was a point guard they still haven't come close to addressing that <laughs> yeah they haven't uh,
0: even tried even boston tried
1: right um and then kd i mean KD's half his team just decides not to play for the full season, and he doesn't – he don't care. He hasn't said anything. He acts like he's more supportive of that than he is of winning games.
0: KD looks so, like he was happy to be on social media for most of the playoffs, to be honest.
1: His social media presence on the playoffs was so toxic,
0: completely toxic. Yeah, he's listening to Tory Lanes 24-7, I'm sure. <laughs> My bad. That's off topic. Give me uh
1: real quick last thing. Give me your top three destinations for Aiton. DeAndre Aton Levine is signing back with Chicago, so the signing trade thing I don't think is happening. I guess yes. it still could happen, but sounds like he's staying there and sounds like the reports were just kind of a little over the top.
0: And and yeah, and I think they are a lot of times when guys enter free agency. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, it's just for financial purposes, you know, to, right. to make the most. But top three places for Ayton. San Antonio is number one.
1: San Antonio. Yeah. Okay.
0: With that you limited, won. with that limited roster, they just went to the playoffs. Yeah. You had a competent center to that. Murray's only getting better. Murray's getting great. I mean, you got the tools again. The quick turnaround is right there for the taking. You just you can't have four guys starting only four capable starters on the court. You need five.
1: And they only had three this season, to me. Right. They
0: really two or three, to be honest.
1: Yeah, because Keldon Murray and I don't remember who and obviously Podal, but I don't remember who the other starters were. It was you know, I don't either. That's a Derek White lift. but yeah, okay. that's just watch them in
0: the play and don't remember.
1: Yeah. And I've, I'm not sure how often they were healthy this season either. So I expect them to be better next season anyway. A little bit. But the West is going to be harder too. San Antonio, who else?
3: Mm.
0: Portland.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Portland is,
0: is yeah. so obvious. Yeah, I'm I feel like all my options are not going to happen, but the <laughs> San reason Antonio
1: could happen. I like that.
0: Yeah, they should have the, the finances for it. But yeah, yeah, with Portland. So with with Lillard missing most of the year, you kind of by default got what you wanted. You know, you moved you moved a McCollum, which was I don't think anybody's mad at it. I still even though McCollum is playing great, I'm still not mad at it. Yeah, Um, I agree. But but you've made it clear that you're not you're not rebuilding. You're retooling around Lillard and we're right back at it. Mm -hmm. This is exactly the move to make that a serious statement
2: gotcha okay fine like
0: finally maybe even keep nurkish somehow mm-hmm. bring him off the bench limit his minutes whatever i don't really care or use him as a trade piece all good yeah. options to me yeah but you putting out like a, a really a legitimate second option a year after you lost the one you had for a, no- a number of years mhm that to me If maybe it doesn't even work, but that to me shows, Dame, we're trying. Yeah. Like, we're not just sitting here doing dumb shit every year, picking up whoever's available. We're we're trying to make it happen for real.
1: I like that, too. That's all I want to see from them. Yeah. Okay. And what's the last one?
3: Clippers.
0: The Clippers? Yeah. That would be crazy. Just make it easy. Get the easy it's, title. What do you mean?
1: They would still need a point guard.
0: Though. Nah, they're not. That's not the same as Boston. <clears throat>
1: and not it, It's not the same, but I'll say this. I think they have a better chance with a point guard and Zubach than they do with Aiton and no point guard. If the point guard is good, obviously, I'm not saying like just, you know,
0: like a Brogdon, uh, let's say Brogdon, Brogdon Bro- and uh, in, uh, Zubac over just Aiden.
1: Yeah, for me, me personally. Yeah, but I like it. I mean, Aiden there is crazy, You're right. You're but right. Kawhi and PG just aren't like center guys. You know, I don't think either one of them are like, yo, we have a good center but I think
0: that's why Aiden would be so perfect.
1: Okay. Tell me
0: because I, 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 and I, and I don't know if his frustrations with Phoenix are that they're not maximizing his potential or if it's just like a personal problem. Yeah. If it's maybe something more simple, like him maybe not touching the ball, which I, I wouldn't really expect that. But again, I just think, he would fit right in on a roster that doesn't force the ball to him.
2: Okay.
0: You know, he's a way better finisher than a is, obviously. Yeah. And just thinking about him doing the same things as Zubach does, it's a match made in heaven. Okay. That, and that to me, his, his impact again, over Zubach's limitations he, yeah. similar to Boston, even if you're still missing the point guard, you have so many options to overcome it that if you if you lock in, you can. Yeah,
1: they have a lot of defensive options to overcome it, too. Oh, man. Sure.
0: I, I, I need to see them healthy quick. I'm very excited about them.
1: Yeah. A lot of teams are picking them. Uh, I, mean, I mean, a lot of people are picking them.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about West. that. Obviously, we'll definitely obviously we'll deep dive the picks, the way too early picks after the offseason stuff. Yeah. Uh, but this it's obviously a good pick. So you picked three West teams. Yeah.
1: Well, I I picked three East teams. I like it. He said one earlier. I think Charlotte would be amazing for him. Charlotte would be. I mean. The way he runs the floor with them, um, the way he can—he's—he's he's a you know mainly face up big, but he's not necessarily a shooter. But he can be away from the basket and approach the basket better than like a like better than like Nurkic. Like Nurkic can't take anyone from the free throw line. But Aiton, if you're not like a good defender, I'm comfortable Aiton taking someone that he's a little quicker than from the free throw line that spreads the floor for the, that team and like I said with them not really playing with the center most of the time like if it's Plumlee uh and then possibly not having Lon Trezel, uh yeah I mean and fitting there and Plumlee being his backup would be perfect and, and the, I mean so you already
0: efficient. said it, so get it he's so efficient with everything he does yeah that I wouldn't worry about like Somebody for Charlotte being limited just to get him involved. Right. If anything, right. they could, that'll help them be a little bit more consistent in a role, like you said. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, second, uh, the one that everyone, I mean, the one that looks like it might happen is Atlanta. And uh, I like Capella. I do. I think Capella helps them defensively. Um, I think Capella's. You Know has very live legs for you know the lob threat that Trey has, but for Aiton to be someone that can actually get 25 and 12, the like Capella is like a you know 10, 10 and 9, 10 and 10 guy, but a 25, yeah, 15 max. I don't expect Capella to ever have 20 points, but for someone to be another another foul threat, too. Capella doesn't make free throws, but Aiton does. Someone that you really, really have to put in your scouting report for you know defensive purposes, like yo, we need to stop Aiton with Trey. And if they somehow can keep Collins on top of that, I just I just think their front court they may have the best front court in the uh, in the East if they did get Aiton between Collins and Aiton, and I think it'll give Collins more of an opportunity to show his versatility. Which he really doesn't get to with Capella. Um, so that that's that would be my second pick. And mm. um I gotta say, man, you you might convince me with San Antonio. You might convince They're, they're me just too
0: easy. Like they're so because they're so limited, this could just unlock so many things for them. It could unlock, we could really see if some of their random role players that we don't really know about are actually good or not. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, this would make a move like since, since, you know, Kawhi and Duncan and and Ginobili and Tony left, they haven't really had a direction. They haven't. They've just exceeded expectations a lot. Yeah. But seeing them exceed expectations, just, just further shows that wow, this team is not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they haven't had they haven't had any uh, loyalty to the team or to the system, you know, since since Manu left. Manu was the last one. I mean, Tony yeah. left. Like, think about that. Tony that, left.
0: That is true. That is true. I was forget Duncan,
1: about that. Since Duncan left, there hasn't been any loyalty to them anymore, other than Manu. I- And I think um, if Aiton is young, um, I think building a foundation of, look, we got Murray, we got Kelton Johnson, we got Aiton of home, you know, those two guys are homegrown, but Aiton isn't far. He probably doesn't even have to move from Phoenix. Uh, He'd be right there and just stay there for a while. I'm with you. I think they probably, they would be a really nice, nice pickup for him. I'm not sure if he cares much about winning as much as he cares about you know being important to the team. Not, not saying they wouldn't win, but they wouldn't win right away. Like, you know, they wouldn't be contenders. But I'll tell you um, what, man, I'm
0: if anything, better. I think Popovich handles that game seven better than Monte did. And I oh, just mean sure. I just mean like between the how you handle and not playing well.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: that that to me was kind of the big, the noticeable issue. Yeah, and Popovich, you know, if Popovich will have a problem with him, it'll be mm-hmm. clear cut. It'll be obvious. There won't be you know some sneak dissing going on in post game press conferences. So yeah. we'll really see what what Aiton's made of too, which I really like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, my third one, my original third one, was a super outside shot, and it actually was in the East, but it was Memphis. And I, I think if he went to Memphis, I think I think it may be a wrap. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, Golden State would still be there, but it would be Memphis and Golden State in the Western Conference Finals instantly.
0: I mean, it practically was this year, almost. Yeah
1: almost probably yeah.
0: would have been if the the matchups lined up a little differently
1: yeah uh <clears throat> but i i think if steven adams is showing i mean they didn't even they didn't even start him in the playoffs i mean they, right. they like going jackson um at the 5 and i think if jackson if they could stay big with jackson at the 4 and um him be you know him developing that jump shot not having to play inside at all because they have someone who can score inside. Yeah. The, the Morant to uh, Aiton lob, you know, being able to post up and him being able to swing, you know, he's, he sees the floor pretty well. He's not like an elite passer, but he sees the floor. Him being able to catch it on one block and swing it to the other side with, you know, the shooters that they have, how they oh, yeah. play. I think he fits into how they play really well. So that would be the other one. But financially, I, I think that one's probably the least possible.
0: Memphis, I think I, Memphis I, has a
1: lot of guys to pay.
0: Yeah, and and that's, that's going to be the key is who they lose.
1: Because I don't think any of those guys are loyal to Memphis, you know. No disrespect I mean, to Memphis, but it's not a place where it's like uh, – I mean, there's you know.
0: been some loyalty. I mean, Zach Randolph. Uh,
1: no, no, no. Yeah. I, there's been some in the past. I'm saying this current team, though. I don't think these guys necessarily do.
0: Uh, Maybe not, maybe not. but a lot of it is like a lot of it is just because they're not significant enough. Yeah. Like if they paid Kyle Anderson a a solid contract, he should Mm -hmm. be like, absolutely.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because they've bought into him. A lot of teams would have given up. A lot of teams he would have slid down in the rotation. He would have been out of the rotation. He would have been fucking scrapping for a spot. Mm-hmm. Memphis has consistently kept him in the rotation.
1: Yeah, they have three the
0: years. So I would expect I, him to show some loyalty if if there's a chance for it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, but I,
0: but like it doesn't like matter. Him, he's yeah, it doesn't matter. He's he's a regular role player.
1: But I was thinking, I was thinking along the lines of uh, Jackson, Bain, and Brooks, like their core. I mean, Morant is good because he's you know, from, he's kind of from that area anyway. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, Bane South- is Bane is the only one that's like in his contract on a contract summer, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He is. I'm curious if they're going to have to overpay to keep him.
1: Right.
2: That, and, and are that's they
0: why willing I say, to? I
1: wonder. That's why I say it's curious because if they don't, I mean, Bane, even if they're, they don't have to overpay, if they don't give him what he wants, I I mean, I don't think Bain has an issue leaving there. I don't oh, think they.
0: And Bain will fit on like twenty-eight other rosters.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So yeah, most of their guys I, would honestly.
1: Right, and that's that's the other reason why I don't think they have a reason to be loyal because they have so many guys that could go do exactly what they do there somewhere else. Clark could leave there right now, and Clark would be every anyone in the league's backup center. Or power forward or starting power forward, some yeah. teams immediately.
0: Uh, I, I do think there's some loyalty to each other, though. I, I do be. think they like each other. I think, yeah, just off of how they reacted to, to the Warriors series, they seem to want to, you know, become great together. So hopefully, the core, hopefully, the core, and it doesn't have to be a pay cut. I would like Memphis to just be like, you know what? Maybe in a year or two, our rotation will be a little more limited, but we could keep all these guys.
1: Yeah, I would like to see Memphis work hard to keep all of them as well. Yeah, Yeah. I and I think Ja really does rally them as a as a leader off the floor, definitely to the point where everyone likes Ja. They may not like Memphis, they may not like anyone else on the team, but they like Ja. So
0: I'd like to see uh, Ja as the full time leader, though not not no Dylan Brooks. John Morant split. That shit. That's not working for me.
1: It doesn't work at all. Yeah. Um. This Jazz, the Jazz controversy is interesting as well.
0: Bro, what the fuck? Why did Why did Snyder wait all this time to step down?
1: I don't know. He that, waited till all the other coaches were hired.
0: That's That's not weird. That thinking about that was really kind of. Made me get into the conspiracy bag because I'm yeah. sitting there. I'm like, he waited for all, a lot of the coaches to get hired.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He, it's almost like to me. And again, obviously, I have no clue. It's a complete guess. To me, it's like he waited to hear what the organization's plans were. And yeah. you know, it seems like it. The, the plan is building around Donovan. Gobert is expendable. Yeah, and it's almost like he had a problem with that, and said like, "This ain't it for me. I'll just step back."
1: Well, see, the issue is with step downs. You can be forced to step down.
0: Hundred percent. Right?
1: You could say, "Look, we're going to fire you," or you can step down. That happens all the time. And Snyder has was at the tenure where that would that's very easily done. And the way Donovan reacted to it tells me it was a forced step down because the way Donovan was like, yo, it's blindsided me. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do as a team. What is the team going to do? Like if Quinn Snyder knew he was stepping down, he would have hit, yo, Donovan, you know, I got to do what's right for my family. I'm 60, you know, I'm getting old, whatever, whatever the excuse was. So, um." The way he reacted to it made it strange to me, it sound very 4 step downy. And uh, to your point, I, I don't know why that was so late. It does sound like an exit, uh, exit, eating kind of thing.
0: Because we defended the only thing we definitively found out was that they're eager to trade Gobert and they're not taking calls on Donovan. Right. That yeah. to me, and Unless then all Donovan of a sudden, is demanding. I mean, he could have easily, if you're forcing him to step down, not taking so long would have made it look natural. Right. The fact that it, does, it took it, so long. It is weird. It, it's just weird. Yeah. A lot of, the, yeah. I wouldn't call it a controversy, but it's just odd that we're almost like in the dark to what they're going to be doing. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's And it's strange.
1: If it's a fourth step down, also, it's strange that they haven't... I mean, just to add to that last point, it's strange that they haven't just come out and said, Gobert's not going to be here next season. Like The mystique behind, you know, are they trading Gobert or not? Like, we don't know. Like you said, he's expendable, but we don't know if he's on the block. Right. We just know that they may not need him. So I'd like to know for sure if he's on the block and it's strange that we don't to me.
0: I did read something that uh, I believe it was bleacher report that if like they're taking calls on him, but they're asking for a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that to me is one scenario where I, I am kind of excited and curious if they're moving Gobert for like a three to four player package. I love it. I I mean, I still got to hear what it is, but that's the direction I want to see them go.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: So, me too. That—that's we'll what see. they
1: need. They need. The, they need the bench package, and they need another start and center. Obviously.
0: Also, Frank Vogel was the easy pick. Just, just go ahead. Yeah. You interview. You don't got to interview a hundred people when you're fucking Vogel interviewing Jackson, randoms.
1: Vogel and Jackson are layups to me. Easy layups.
2: Layups. Wide open.
0: Wide open.
1: Yeah, Mark Jackson, at least Mark Jackson did um, uh, interview with someone because I remember in the past they weren't sure if Mark Jackson even wanted a coach, but now he's interviewing with people. Obviously, he's interested in coaching. Um, And then, you know, Vogel is a good coach, man. I mean, he's done a great job. Everywhere he went, he's done well. I think
0: Vogel cleans up exactly what Quinn Snyder couldn't yeah me too he just lit like certain players need to needed to be limited more yeah and i think vogel is the guy for that
1: yeah he is i I think so too yeah um speaking of i've heard gobert to atlanta i've heard gobert to chicago uh have you heard any other ones than that those are the two that i heard
0: no, I think that's it. Oh, I didn't really hear anything. I only heard Atlanta. I don't think I even heard Chicago. Maybe I did, but Gobert is totally different than Aiton to me. I'm not really excited where he goes. Yeah, uh, I just hope it's not a team that I like. <laughs> Straight up, I don't want to see him play for <laughs> like the two the two finals teams we just saw. I never want him on any of those. The conference finals teams we saw, I don't want him on any of those. Yeah. Maybe like Brooklyn. Go to Brooklyn. Hang out I'll with like KD and, and, and Kyrie. It'll be in Ben Simmons. It'll be fun. It'll
1: be a disaster.
0: Too many guys and, that can't shoot free throws. Him and Ben Simmons on the court at the same time.
1: We're hacking. <laughs> it
0: would be comedy. <laughs> Dude, I'd put players
1: out there just to foul out. I'll sign someone, say, look, man, you're an NBA player, but guess what? You're just fouling out every time we play Brooklyn.
0: What what happened to the hack of somebody strategy, by the way?
1: They started the off the ball thing as two shots in the ball. That's
0: right. That's right. That's what they did. It's a good rule. And
1: before the inbound, if if you foul and it's not on the pass, you get the ball back. It's a shot and the ball back. So, yeah, they started that. That's what ruined it
0: cause I was thinking the whole series I'm like I would just foul Draymond like 6 times in a row see if he's see if he's really off or if he's just like not getting shots often
1: right yeah yeah um I would like Gobert on Chicago but I don't want him on Atlanta definitely not I'd take Vucevic's I
0: limitations over over Gobert
1: No I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah
0: and I don't – I didn't forget that game one against Milwaukee where he took way more jumpers than everybody else on the roster. Yeah. I didn't, I'll never forget that.
1: Well, one reason why I don't want him there is because I don't want Vucevic in, in Utah. Vucevic is – how you feel about Gobert is how I feel about – He's Lucevic the and... offensive
0: – he's the offensive flip side to Gobert to me.
1: Yeah. And then Nurkic is, like, the happy combo of both of them.
0: Yeah, he's, like, he takes, like, some of the worst attributes of both.
1: He, he does, yeah. And somehow has more confidence. I
0: don't know how he got to that point. To that
1: point. I don't know. Yeah. I like Aiden to Portland, too, by the way. I didn't say much about it when you said it, but I like that, too. Um, Portland needs a lot.
0: Bro, any team that doesn't have, you know, Embiid, Jokic, maybe not Brook Lopez, Aiton's the guy, bro. It's such an obvious – I mean, you know, if Miami is BAM, you don't know to Miami, but – Yeah.
1: No, I know what you mean. You're right. Any team that doesn't have an all-star center – Or just a a really
0: impactful center. Because, like, Robert Williams is not an all-star, but he he has a major impact, so you don't really need Aiton. Yeah. Uh but like Toronto, if, now, if the option that. is I've there, heard. go make it happen. That.
1: I heard that that's possible.
0: You can't play a six eight guy against a bead. Like that's just not gonna work.
1: Yeah. If you're in the east, you desperately need a big you need a big body guy.
0: that could fucking challenge people. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden's the perfect guy for them.
1: Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, that's all we got. Um, we'll be back next week. Talk about pre-draft. Uh, again, congrats to the Warriors. Great series. Great season. Great season overall. I really enjoyed this season.
0: I want to um, see. Uh, I want to see Clay and Draymond parading. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah.
1: Pool is gonna go crazy. Oh yeah, right? dude. <laughs> Pool might catch Poole some kind of random ass
0: fine. Pool will find a way to catch like some inappropriate fine, too. I I could see that.
1: Yeah, he will. Probably somebody will. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening. As always, subscribe, follow us, share, hit us up, no clue podcast on Instagram. Uh all that good stuff and we'll see you guys next time.